light weekend uh-huh. you could just relax and hang out spend time with your mothers did you have that weekend Gerald? no <laughs> no i did yeah. not we are still running on fumes but we're going strong here my thanks, voice is uh, not yeah thanks for joining us for another episode of phnx sons podcast i'm lindsey smith that's gerald borgay and of course as we all know by now monty williams is out as the head coach of the phoenix suns so Now what is the question? And we have gotten so many reports in the last 48 hours since this news broke on Saturday about what's going on within the organization, what's not going on within the organization, who they're looking at, who they're not looking at, all of those type of things. So let's talk about all of it. First and foremost, Sham Sharania tweeted out an article kind of breaking down everything that he knew. And he said the Bucks are expected among teams to seriously pursue Monty Williams. Sources say Williams, who had $21 million left on the deal, is currently focusing on family in aftermath of Ouster and Phoenix. So within this article, here's what we learned. Of course, that the Bucks, Raptors, and Pistons are expected to pursue Monty Williams. The decision to fire Monty was, quote, an organizational choice involving everyone from new owner, team owner, Matt Ishbia, through all segments of team leadership. And three, that Ty Lu would be the Suns' number one target. So, Gerald, I want to talk first about the decision to fire Monty and whose decision that was and who was in on it, um, because we're getting kind of conflicting reports. So, first and foremost, Shams is saying that there were many people involved and that he believes that KD and Book were involved during the process, per what he said today on Arizona Sports. Jacob. Surprised by this. I'm curious your take uh, on the fact it was unusual for Devin Booker not to talk after a game six elimination loss. It was even more curious for him to not talk to the media the day after during his exit interviews. It would indicate some level of unhappiness. But but it's your belief he was in the loop on all of this, Shams? Yeah, that, that that is my belief that he was in the loop on it. And I do think that for sure there's got to be a level of frustration. That's not the way that Devin Brooker wants, wanted to go out in this series, especially that last game um, at home in blowout fashion for the second straight year. I, I definitely do not believe that's um, that, that that's something he wanted. And, and so there's going to be a level of frustration there. Um, but for sure, it seems like it's very uncharacteristic for him not to speak. Shams Tarania, the senior. All right, so that's what Shams' take is, right? That's mm. what he is hearing around all of this. Woj, on the other hand, is saying otherwise. He was quoted as saying, it was Matt Ishbia again, who effectively is running, overseeing basketball operations. Their general manager, James Jones, his influence has been diminished there. This is a Matt Ishbia production right now. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot of people on <clears throat> Sun's Twitter kind of having different opinions about who they should believe, because obviously two totally different sides of the coin here. Yeah. What is your take, Joe? I honestly have no idea um, <laughs> because I feel like they both have very different sources with very different agendas from mm-hmm. within the organization that they're getting this news from. Um, we go back to last summer and Woj was very much, uh, he was getting a lot of information from Sean Marks and his camp in regards to the Kevin Durant trade scenario. So I I've taken a lot of his son's reporting with a slight grain of salt recently, but by the same token, I don't think you can write that off either. 
Um, I think Ishbia was probably strongly pushing for uh, Monty to be fired. It, it was mentioned in his article that he never really saw Williams as his coach, never really jived with him as the head coach. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm sure he consulted Book and KD and other people in Sun's leadership on what he wanted to do. But at the end of the day, I do think that is his call to make. And I think he made it. Um, and I don't think it's unique for a new owner to come in and want to install their own people. So uh, I'm taking this both with a grain of salt. I probably lean closer to Shams in this situation. Um, but it, it's just it's hard to read between the lines when you have very different reporting on those mm -hmm. two. I would prefer it to be what Shams is saying. Yes. <laughs> because obviously that is a less toxic type of an environment. It's a more collaborative environment. Right. I do understand your point of it makes total sense for a guy like Matt Ishbia to come in by the team and then in the first offseason make some changes to bring in his quote unquote people. Right. right? Because that's what you see in any business setting. Mm -hmm. Any company that gets a new CEO or a new owner or a new this or that who's running the company is going to make changes like that. So it's mm. completely normal to see that. However, I don't want to fully discredit what Woj is saying here, though, because, again, he's getting it from somebody who is or was recently inside that building. Woj mm. isn't going to get a random nugget of information from someone off Twitter and run with it right. if it's not <laughs> from somebody who's reputable. Mm. So I don't know. It's something to definitely keep an eye on, though, because... It's not a great look if that is what's going on in the Suns organization where Matt Ishbia is making all of the calls. I mean, we do know that when it came down to the KD trade, Matt Ishbia was heavily involved in that, may even be the one who fully put Mikel Bridges into that trade to get it to happen, mm -hmm. which we've heard a lot of reports about. Um, so it's, it's something to keep an eye on, but... It's interesting the way that these two are reporting on the Suns. It definitely is. It's, it's very different in terms of it, he consulted his two lead players versus he's making all the calls and James Jones' power is diminished. And then you go to the press release and James Jones is basically copying to the, the decision to it. fire. Yeah, right. so it's, uh, it's interesting. And it's definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward how news is broken between these two newsbreakers moving forward with the Suns. Yeah. So do you think that Devin and KD were consulted or do you think Kevin and KD were more like Devin and KD were more made aware of said decisions? I have to imagine they were consulted to some degree. And I will say last week I we talked about Booker skipping exit interviews and I was saying he needed to do that one night or the other he needed to do that um, I, I feel like there's a possibility that maybe he was informed of that decision during exit interviews and maybe that's why we didn't hear from him maybe he had a visceral reaction maybe it was painful for him and maybe it was hard after learning that news to then go out and face reporters and act like nothing was happening right. behind the scenes so maybe that's a valid reason for him not doing that um, but we don't know. That's pure speculation. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to imagine they were consulted. I, I can't imagine even a new owner coming in and not consulting with his two superstars, one of whom he did everything in his power on his first day to acquire in a blockbuster trade. I find it hard to believe he was just like, nah, Monty's gone and I don't care what book and KD think about it. My thing is, is like it just went so fast mm -hmm. to have that type of a consultation with them mm -hmm. in that sense because you're not doing it right after the game. 
Yeah. You're not doing that. So the next morning at 8 a.m., you're going to have a conversation with Boca and Katie about it. Because I know it didn't come out until Saturday, but the decision was made on Friday. Yeah, most likely. So it's just, it's a very short window of time to have um, a whole lot of discourse around it. But again, maybe the conversation needed, didn't need to be long. It probably didn't. But I understand why book skip media day or exit interviews, if that was the case, if that was the case, if he was made aware of that, because regardless of how he felt about Monty and his future with the sons, you know, Devin has respect for Monty Williams as a whole. Mm -hmm. And again, wouldn't want to come out and have to face the media and try to keep the emotions and that under wrap, because even if he felt it was the right move to move on from Monty, there's still a level of. Just love and respect for him. Right. And and that's the thing is the the wording there. It's not necessarily that Book and KD were demanding Monty be fired. Right. Or that they, you know, were brought this solution and were like, hell yeah, like, let's do it. It could just be a regretful resignation that like, yeah, this might have to happen. It, it could mm-hmm. just be like you're saying him asking, hey, if we do this, are you going to be OK with that? And if we try to look for an upgrade. And him saying, hey, do what you got to do, that type of thing. Um, it's not necessarily an endorsement as much as a, will sign off on this type of thing. But we don't know. We have no idea what the extent of that was behind the scenes. Um, but I would prefer it, like you were saying, that if they were consulted, because if not... Then we no. Then you know a lot of a lot of NBA fans. One of their biggest fears when it comes to owners is it goes relocation and owners that meddle a little too much, Mm -hmm. that try to do too much. Um, And we know Ishbia, his first day on the job, he said, "I'm going to get my hands dirty. I'm going to be in the weeds after I take these, you know, thirty, sixty, ninety, one hundred twenty days to listen and learn." We're past the one hundred twenty day mark now, so. We're going to see what type of owner he wants to be. And so far, it's all in. It's aggressive. It's making big moves. Um, But like we said on Friday or on Saturday, this move is going to be judged by what comes next, whether it was the right call, because who you hire next is going to be everything and you cannot afford to screw it up. Yeah. So um, we did get a question from the tweet that you sent out for the show starting. Mm -hmm. And who was it that asked it? Let me see. I'm just going to ask you right off the top. Okay. Uh, so Cameron Bundy Pie said, give me the short. You think this coaching search is going to take a while? Um, is it be a while or is it going to be a short? It wouldn't search? surprise me if it wraps up quickly or quicker than normal, just because you look around the league and a couple of names that have been brought up are guys that are um, available right now. And there are multiple attractive job openings around the NBA. I think you would put Phoenix probably at the top of the list, but like Milwaukee is still an attractive job. Um, And then Toronto is still up there in my opinion, even though they're not on the same playing field. Um, And the Pistons are also still searching. That's way lower than those three teams, but maybe a coach (laughs) would prefer a rebuild situation where they get paid a lot of money to have a longer job security because you on a rebuild, it's very rare where you get hired and like you're gone within the first year unless things go really bad. So mm-hmm. um, they do have other job openings to compete with. The Philadelphia 76ers one could also up open up here in the near future, which would be another competitive team with a superstar that a coach might want to be drawn towards. Um, I, I think they'll do their due diligence, hopefully, in interviewing people. But we've already seen the types of names that they have on this list. They want to be competitive. They want to get a big 
name with experience. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if this is wrapped up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm going to say two weeks. Two weeks tops right. and we're done. We already have a new coach. Right. Because you want to have your coach in and able to be a part of the decision making around building out what the rest of this roster looks like. Right. So I think it's a pretty fairly quick coaching search. Mm-hmm. I don't think this gets dragged out too, too long. Yeah. All right. Before we dive into potential coaching, uh-huh. uh, new coaching personnel, mm-hmm. uh, BetMGM has a really cool thing that's going on right now. Every Saturday and Wednesday, they are offering a bonus bet on the house and fans who uh, sign up and log in into their account will automatically receive that bonus bet. It's really easy. All you have to do is log in on Saturdays and Wednesdays and then you'll get your bonus bet. They do expire after 72 hours, so don't wait to use them. And bonus bets can only be used on any sport wagers. So make sure you guys check that out if you already are on the BetMGM app. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, though, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live for first-time users. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. And then once you're all logged in and signed up, Make sure you log in on Wednesdays and Saturdays. You can check out the show note for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. And of course, our friends over at OGs are always doing some really cool things with their brand. They've got a couple great products that we love here at PHNX. The Aquaberry Sleep Edition is a fantastic gummy that they offer. And then the Happy Balance Gummy is also a fan favorite because that one is just like real chill. It's like the perfect balance of all things happiness. Who doesn't love that? (laughs) And right now they are also offering their mixed bags, which has a bunch of different flavors from the fruits to the creams and everything in between. So make sure you check them out. You can find OGs at your local dispensary or by checking out ogsbrands.com. You do have to be 21 or older and we ask that you enjoy them responsibly. Okay, top candidates for the next Phoenix Suns head coach. Another nugget from Sham Sharania. They heat He tweeted out uh, with a couple of names to look at, quote, pretty strongly as the next Suns head coach. We're talking about Tyron Lue and Nick Nurse. So who do you want to talk first, Gerald? Ty Lue or Nick Nurse? Um, Let's do Lue first. Why not? So Ty Lue obviously would be a fantastic pickup for the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. However, comma, Mm -hmm. he's not really available per se. Yeah. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest hiccups. So I know I said I think this gets done in two weeks. And a lot of people in the chat are like, well, two weeks isn't going to get you Ty Lu because you got to figure out all the logistics behind Ty Lu still being under contract. What can the Suns actually offer to get Ty Lu? Maybe that um, would be enticing to the Clippers. And money is not one of those things. Right. So I don't know how this one plays out. Do you think there's a potential that we could get Ty Lu? I think where there's smoke, there's fire. At least in this regard, um, the fact that his name is being floated out there means that it's not like it would have been shut down by now. Like someone would have come out and said, yeah, the Clippers aren't 
they're keeping Ty Lue, they're extending Ty Lue. Um, but I do think there is an open door there at least. Um, there was a thread by the Athletics Law Murray on Twitter where he was talking about how in the past the Clippers have allowed people within their organization to pursue opportunities elsewhere um, and at least take the interview. They're confident that they'll keep him, but at the same time, Tyrone Liu has not gotten a contract extension. He's under contract for two more years, which basically puts him on the same timeline as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And after the way their season went, uh, you know, you're probably, if you're in Liu's camp, you're thinking, okay, I deserve an extension, but these guys might only be interested in me as far as this current era. Like mm-hmm. if, if we, if Kawhi and Paul George never get to the mountaintop and they decide to change course, where does that leave me? Um, and the Clippers might be thinking that way too. They might be thinking we don't want to tie ourselves to this guy forever if we're going to be going through a rebuild here in the near future. So there's a possibility there. I don't know what the Clippers would want in terms of compensation that the Suns could actually offer. Um, I have always been of the opinion that trading a first round draft pick for a head coach, you typically don't, you don't do that unless it's like the 1% of coaches. I feel like maybe Lou is in that category, but the Suns don't have much to offer because they sent four first round draft picks out to the nets in the KD trade. So all they would have to offer is like a first round swap in the future. I don't know if it's worth it. It could be to them. Um, but Lou is kind of, when I wrote my article about the, potential candidates to replace Monty, Lou was number one on the list. Mm -hmm. So he is the guy that they should pursue and they should, um, you know, pick up the phone and see what it would take. But it it just kind of depends on what the Clippers want because they have the leverage here. They have him under contract and they know that if Lou is available, there'll be a list of suitors that are lining up for his services because he is one of the best coaches in the NBA when it comes to playoff adjustments and that type of thing. I will say if there's one thing that the Suns and Ishbia have on other teams is, of course, the fact that you've got KD and Book on your team, which I'm sure is is uh, pretty enticing to a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. And then it seems as though Ishbia has no budget. No. He's not working within any type of budget. He's like, I'm going to throw money at it and make mm-hmm. it work as right. much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So if there was, if Ty Lue was able to leave the Clippers and go pursue coach, a coaching job elsewhere, seems like the Suns might have a leg up on the competition there as far as the money aspect goes yeah. of uh, convincing him to come to Phoenix. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of mutual respect there. Like you listen to Monty and the players talk about how good Lou is at mm-hmm. adjustments during the first round series. You hear Lou talk about you know, Durant and book and all these guys on the Suns that he respects, like there's definitely mutual respect there. So it would be an attractive destination, even without the, you know, obvious owner who's willing to spend lots of money. He's willing to pay 20 millions to upgrade at the coaching position before he even offers the new coach some money. So, um, the problem there is obviously like the Clippers have no use for money in terms of compensation right. for Lou. Steve Ballmer's good. He, yeah. Like he's he's okay on he's that like, front. I don't need your cash. Yeah. I need your picks. This and is, I need your players. If this was a Donald Sterling or a Robert Sarver, then sure. You pay could totally throw money. You could get it. lots of money. Yeah. Yeah. But uh that's not the case with Ballmer. So yeah. I don't know. Well, uh next up on the list, of course, is Nick Nurse. Uh actually before we go into Nick Nurse, are there any um hesitations with Tyloo if it were to, to happen is there anything that you're like mm. just no aside from what it would take to get him not really okay. I think the 
you we saw a couple of Clippers fans. Com- it's funny. Every fan base complains about their coaches' adjustments when their team is losing, <laughs> um, despite the rest of the outside world being like, well, I mean, it's not that it's big not of a deal. Because um, I saw a lot of Clippers fans complaining that Tyrone Liu didn't go to Robert Covington sooner in our first round series, um, which felt similar to what every fan base complained about. Monty, Mike Budenholzer, everybody. Um, but I, I don't think I would have any real concerns with Tyrone Liu as head coach. He's a really good head coach. Um, and for years, the last couple of years, our biggest complaint about Monty was the, the playoff adjustments. Mm-hmm. Tyrone Liu is the best in the business at that. Right. I think Ty Liu would be the best and the biggest upgrade that you could get. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're the Phoenix Suns. So, you know, and I hadn't really even thought about it, the whole idea of that, if it wasn't even a possibility, it would have been squashed by now. Mm-hmm. I like where you're at. Look at, look at you bringing the positivity it's, on a Monday <laughs> afternoon, Gerald. I like it. Either that or I'm tempting the fates. We're going to get hit with that tweet in like 30 minutes I or know, something. Right? But like at 4.15, until right it happens, the show wraps up. Until it happens, the dream is alive. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about Nick Nurse because he is also – um, connected with the Suns. Obviously, it's these two, 1A and 1B, who I think everyone has been talking about since the news of Monty being out as the Suns head coach. Mm-hmm. I like Nick Nurse. He also has that championship experience that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Is there any concerns with him? I feel like there's a little bit more of a concern with Nick Nurse than there is with Ty Lu. There definitely is. And I, and I think you look at the way his Raptors tenure ended, um, he has a reputation of being a little bit of a hard ass. And I know... A lot of Suns fans are eager for someone like that who's a little has a little bit firmer of a hand than Monty Williams, who was very much, you know, culture, love, we're a family, that type of thing. Um, and I get it, but Nurse rubbed a couple of his players the wrong way by constantly being that way. Uh, he has a reputation for playing his starters really heavy minutes, um, which we saw that in the playoffs with KD and Book, but for a whole regular season, that will add up, especially if the Suns are not able to flesh out their depth in meaningful ways. Um, and not to mention KD is getting older. Right. And we've had to rely on Devin a lot mm-hmm. in recent, well, since Devin really since, took over the franchise, <laughs> to yeah, be completely since honest. 2015. Since his sophomore <laughs> season. Yeah. Um, that's not something that you definitely want to put on the shoulder of your two main guys, especially no. leading up to the playoffs. So that's a big concern. It is. And I, and I do think Nurse would do a great job. He's a very smart head coach when it comes to X's and O's, when it comes to rotations. Um, and I think he would be able to put together a really good game plan on both ends of the floor. But there are definitely concerns from a locker room standpoint. And this is something not about Nurse directly, but I wrote about at gophnext.com today I took a look back at Monty Williams' time here and the culture that he helped develop here, and it's just going to be different no matter who comes in. Like mm-hmm. without Monty, like obviously it goes deeper than some of his Montyisms and some of his folksy quotes or whatever that became a part of their mantra. Because book and campaign are going to be the only guys most likely left from that bubble team that really turned things around. It's been a lot of turnover in that regard. Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Monty, Jay Crowder, all of these guys who are influential in that are gone. Chris Paul and DA could be out in the next couple of months through a trade to upgrade the pieces they put around Book and KD. So this team could look very different. And with a new head coach, you're looking at a potential new culture and i know players are part of building that culture and if you have a talented roster it matters less 
but it is something to keep an eye on. And I do think if you went to someone like Nick Nurse, you really have to make sure he has the pieces to work with because I, I don't like Nick Nurse was never really hailed as kind of this culture guy in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was really good at X's and O's. He had a great roster. He won a title with that team and built on what Dwayne Casey had started. Um, but in terms of implementing his own culture, that was not really a storyline with him. So at this point, though, do you care more about being able to maintain the culture that Monty and James Jones brought to the Suns team? Or do you care more about the X's and O's? I mean, because the culture I, you have to care about both is semi established at this point. I know you said there's Somewhere. a lot of guys on this team who have not been a part of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And depending on what trades and moves are made this offseason, you could have one. Right. In theory, right. Realistically, you could. Um, so I guess at this point, do you care about the next coach having more of that culture mindset or do you want more X's and O's where you kind of, I mean, I want more X's and O's for sure. I want playoff adjustments. I want a coach who has championship experience or something close to it, because I think that's the only thing that Monty was missing. You know, a lot of people talk about a lot of people have similar complaints with Monty Williams as the Bucks fans did with Mike Budenholzer. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that Mike Budenholzer had Giannis and won a title. Like you're, Which you could you're, make the argument that had they not won that title that year, Coach Bud would have been out way before this year. Right. He would have been yeah. because of repeated playoff failures. So I, I think you need a coach who has championship experience or something close to it because that's the only thing that Monty was missing from his resume here. Um, Nurse obviously has that. He's a great playoff coach. My question is it depends on how you rebuild the rest of the roster because if you're trading Chris Paul – who was instrumental, just like Monty, James Jones, Devin Booker in establishing the culture. If you trade DA, who's been here since day one of the bubble, if you trade, um, you know, all these different guys and you're only left with Booker, KD, and a bunch of fill-ins, basically, it's going to be different. And you, I think you do want a coach that is able to continue something similar to what Monty had here from a culture standpoint. I think both are important, but... Yeah. X's and O's takes the cake here. And obviously in a perfect world, you would want both, but Mm -hmm. we're not really, it's not like there's a massive pool of coaches to choose from here. Right. Especially with the criteria that's being reported that they want to have a coach who has championship experience. Yes. Right. Because you've seen different um, coaches being tossed out their names, being tossed out there. And you put an extensive list together over at gophnx.com highlighting some of the pros and cons for each of them and why they may or may not be a good fit for the Suns. But at the end of the day, even though there are quite a few coaches on your your list here in this article, mm-hmm. they're probably going to try and narrow it down to two. And these two seem to be the front runners. But yeah. I don't know. It seems like not a lot of people are really high up on Nick Nurse. Eddie in the, cla- in the chat said Ty Lu is the only option. Kawhi gave Nurse that ring and he hasn't done anything since. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're having people ask us if we can get money back. Uh, <laughs> and if Eddie Johnson can be the next coach of the Suns. No, he's Eddie not. Johnson would be hilarious. Yes, he would. Or Dan Marley is now being listed. Mike D'Antoni, no. Lindsey Hunter. Y'all just like want to no. recycle. No, Lindsey Hunter. Like what? Whoever said that, I'm mad at you now. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> A lot of chaotic things going on there. But that's what happens when uh, you fire your coach the day after the season ends and the offseason gets ramped up way faster mm-hmm. than... Uh, Probably and, would have preferred. And when that coach was the winningest coach in the NBA over the last three seasons. Yes. Like, 
it's a tough it's a tough it's tough trying to find an upgrade from that i will say that i know mm-hmm. he fell short and there was grounds for firing him because of the way the last two seasons ended but you were in a real tough spot in terms of finding upgrades i think nurse and tyrone lou would qualify everyone else i'm not 100 convinced yeah uh awesome dude in the chat said did y'all see the rumors of cp3 potentially being the coach I want to know that was where you got that rumor. I think that from. was a joke I'm from Andrew Lees. Pretty sure that was sarcasm. trolling. Yeah, no, Chris Paul's yeah. not going to be coaching the Suns. Listen, I could see Chris Paul being a decent coach later on in his career, but not now. I don't. I don't know if he has the temperament for it because he's so competitive and wants. He's such a I'm going to do this myself type of guy. I don't know if delegating is as much in could. his repertoire. I think I it's know. different when you're playing versus when you're leading. I think there is a difference. It would yeah. be hard, a hard adjustment, which is why I think it would take him a couple years mm-hmm. um, removed from his playing career. Mm-hmm. I think he would need a, a decent break in between to be able to adjust that mindset. But I could see uh, Chris Paul being a decent coach later on in his career. All right. The next thing. Mm-hmm. This is another rumor. OK, yeah. so we got a tweet from Frank. Well, we got an update or a report, if you will, from Frankie Sola. And he said, quote, I would not be shocked if Isaiah Thomas is the coach of this team when talking about the Phoenix Suns. So here's my two cents before you have to even like jump in here, Gerald, because I know this one hurts your heart. Mm. Um. I think a lot of this stems from just the relationship that Isaiah Thomas and Matt Ishbia have. The fact that Isaiah Thomas was sitting with Matt Ishbia courtside throughout a majority of these playoffs. The fact that the rumors when Ishbia was buying the Suns that uh, Isaiah Thomas would have some sort of a role, which Ishbia did nix during his introductory press conference. You want my tinfoil hat theory here? Sure. My tinfoil hat theory is that the only way Isaiah Thomas is the coach is the last, he's the break glass in case of emergency. Holy shit. In the event that the Suns are not able to get their top, let's say three candidates this season, they might resort to Isaiah Thomas. That's my tinfoil hat theory. Which if they do that, what a terrible fucking plan in the first place. Because if you were firing Monty Williams to hire Isaiah Thomas, who is not only problematic off the court, but not good in a front office role or a head coaching role over the last two decades from what we've seen, it makes zero sense. That would be a horrific mistake. It would be the quickest way to lose this fan base's trust in their new owner. It would be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I hope that I'm right in this and that there's zero chance of that. The only reason I'm not writing it off entirely is because Frankie Sola got his start in new york so he has those new york sources isaiah thomas obviously spent time with the knicks but fortunately john gambadoro did tweet out that there's zero chance of that happening so the rumor reaper is already on the case here um so hopefully we don't have to worry about this but uh isaiah thomas has been around ishbia a lot he's on his board for his uh mortgage Mortgage company company. which is fine the ties are there that's totally fine totally fine but in an NBA role, we want nothing to do with Isaiah Thomas right now. Everything that Isaiah Thomas has touched post-playing career seems to... Be garbage. Yeah, or literally die. Yes, so, it's not great. <laughs> I so don't no. know that that's the ideal situation. Um, but that is a rumor that has been floated. And again, they said, I would not be shocked 
if this happened. Not that they're hearing that it is a conversation, not that they're hearing that it's a chew-in thing, just that they would not be shocked, mm -hmm. which I think is just, again, take that with a grain of salt, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the biggest rumor around the coaching news for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I say it, Thomas. Holy shit. We'll definitely keep an eye on that one. Uh, but in the meantime, if you're looking for something to grab for dinner tonight, might I recommend our friends over at Burrito Express. We had some pretty bomb burritos for lunch today. Gerald, you we and did. I sat down and enjoyed, what was it, the breakfast, breakfast supreme? Breakfast supreme, yeah. Which was mm -hmm. pretty bomb. Always, you're a red salsa guy. I saw you grab the red salsa. Mm -hmm. I'm a green salsa person. I need the spice. I just think the green salsa is so flavorful. But you can't go wrong with either at Burrito Express. So they do have multiple locations. Of course, the one in Tempe is the one we typically go to more often. But make sure you guys check them out. They're fantastic. Um, they also support ASU athletics and athletes. And they're just really cool people. So grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at Burrito EXP. Also, our friends over at Four Peaks, they've got a lot going on this summer. Make sure you guys stay up to date with all the fun things happening with our friends over at Four Peaks by following them at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You know, we love our Four Peaks beer. Can't go wrong with whatever option you choose from the Wow Wheat to the Kilt Lifter. What's your favorite again? Uh, Sun's Brew. Sun's Brew is my favorite. Sun's Brew is always a good choice. You do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you drink responsibly. All right, I don't want to completely gloss over, um, you know, Monty Williams and his future and, and give credit where credit is due as far as what he was able to do here in Phoenix for the Suns organization. But as we mentioned off the top of the show, uh, Sean Sharania did report that the Bucks, Raptors, and Pistons are expected to pursue Monty Williams. Who do you think is probably the front runner there as far as who do you think will go after Monty the most? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like if I'm the the Pistons, I'm making the hardest push for him. After, that would be a great fit for him. After seeing what he did in Phoenix, after what he did in New Orleans as well, to a lesser degree, mm -hmm. um, you want a guy that can come in and help a young team establish a culture and build towards something, even if you know, you're not going to see the same type of turnaround that we saw here in Phoenix. Um I think they should make the hardest push for him. I do think the Raptors job is probably best for him. I think there's a little bit more talent there. And I think in all this talk about culture and um, establishing an identity that we talk about with Monty, one thing that gets lost in the weeds is the fact that he's actually a very good basketball coach as well. There's a reason why teams like the Raptors and the Bucks are looking at him. Um, it's not just because he's a good guy that people like. It's because he's a good coach as well. Um, so I, I feel like the Raptors, with the way that the Nick Nurse tenure ended and how kind of chaotic that was, they could use a little stability. That's what Monty Williams would provide um, and helping them get back on track to being a very competitive team. So I feel like the Raptors would be the best fit out of those three teams, but I think the Pistons need him the most. Mm -hmm. um, the Bucks, it would be weird if the Bucks went from yeah. Budenholzer to Monty. The same, for the same reasons why we said bringing Coach Bud in to yes. replace Monty is weird, <laughs> yes. and why would you do that? Right. It would be you're trading one coach who makes some questionable playoff calls, whose regular season success comes up short, 
and who doesn't know how to call a timeout for another coach who does the exact same things. Like it wouldn't make sense to me on either end. Uh, Gambadoro also shot down the Mike Budenholzer rumors yes. while we were recording this. So he's on a roll. Maybe if we go another five minutes, he'll shoot something else. Down. I saw somebody had mentioned that um, he also shot down uh, Nick Nurse. I haven't seen that. Somebody but... tweeted it to us. Okay. So I don't know for sure. Okay. It, it didn't come directly from Gambo. Somebody had tweeted it. Yeah. I saw him shoot down Isaiah Thomas. I saw him shoot down Mike Budenholzer. But um, yeah. I, I mean, if they're, if he's shooting down Nick so Nurse, who the hell are Ty we getting? Lou. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> who else are we getting? And I, I'm all in on going all in on Ty Lue. But like, you have to get him if you do that. You would think that they would have at least had some sort of a conversation a sidebar of some sort before yeah. making the move to fire Monty and then right. put out the information that Ty Lu is their main choice there had to have been some conversation no Ishbia was ready to pull the trigger the moment that the Suns lost in the playoffs no matter unless they won a championship like I think yeah. that's probably the only thing that would have saved him in this case or you know because like I, I was saying on last week's show I feel like the way that they lost game six played into it mm -hmm. now it kind of feels more like they were going to do this Regardless. unless they won a title right but I am wondering I feel like there is a small chance that Monty just chills for a few years there is I, I, I think that he did say right because one of the reports was that he's gonna focus on his family right now mm -hmm. um which obviously is just something that you kind of say when you're like i'm not really gonna talk to you specifically about what's going on after i just lost my job mm -hmm. three hours ago and you're already texting and calling me to get information right so that's a normal thing for somebody to say but i it wouldn't also it also wouldn't surprise me if monty was like i'm gonna chill for two years and hang out with my kids and wife yeah, it could. And, and like he's very much in the off season. He was talking about how th their families make sacrifices for them mm -hmm. during the regular season. And during the off season, it's time to do the same, to be with family, to recharge. Um, he could very much need that rather than jumping right into a new situation and getting to work right away. Um, so it's it's possible. Um, I do think if a team came to him with a multi-million dollar offer, that's hard to turn down. I mean, he's already got like 30. He did. He's getting he's, 21, he's getting 21 right for and doing he had nothing. had some from before. It so could he's be. at least at 30. It could be. Um, to answer a couple of questions from the chat, someone was asking about the assistant coaching staff situation. I honestly don't know. Um, there was the report that a couple of people, I think from Chris Haynes, got fired. Mm -hmm. It was... It was two scouts and a front office. Right. Exactly. It was not anyone on the coaching staff. Right. And I do think Kevin Young is a candidate that should get at least an interview here. See, I don't really understand that one <coughs> because not that Kevin Young himself is not a good option, but you're talking about you want an experienced head coach. He would be an mm -hmm. up and coming potential mm -hmm. next big thing. Right. So right out the door conflicts. Mm -hmm. And then two, like Kevin Young was already a part of this coaching staff with Monty Williams. Mm -hmm. Unless he was bringing things to the table, and this is just sheer speculation on my end, right? Mm -hmm. Unless he was bringing things to Monty Williams and Monty was just straight up being like, nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Is there something that Kevin Young is going to be able to bring that is different from what we saw with Monty Williams leading this team, but Kevin Young right behind him? I think so. I, I think to your point about looking for a coach with championship experience, obviously that doesn't jive. And that's why for me, I think it amounts mm -hmm. to you give him a courtesy interview just because of the time that he put in here and the fact that multiple teams have interviewed him over the last few years, like the 76ers before they went with Doc, uh, the Jazz before they went with Quinn Snyder, 
the or when Quinn Snyder left the Rockets. Uh, I think the Wizards as well before they went with Wes Unsell. Like he's gotten interviews. He's seen as kind of one of these assistant up and coming coaches yeah. who's going to get his gig. So I'm I think you hear him he, out. I, I, I understand but, the whole idea of like it's a respect thing and blah, blah, blah. But if I'm Kevin Young, I'm like, I don't want to interview you. I don't want to interview with you just out of respect. If yeah. I'm not a legitimate candidate here, don't waste my time. I get that, but it looks better for you as an assistant coach if you add another report to your repertoire like, okay, the Suns were interested in him too. They didn't go with him, but they were interested. I feel like that boosts your status a little bit. I mean, I get that. Um, But yeah. I would just... personally feel some type of way because i know that well, it's like yeah. a game you have to play but i'd be <laughs> yeah. like bro why are you why are we no i get it. and it's possible it's possible that's part of it because you know he just saw monty get fired and monty was his guy they were together in philadelphia before they right. came here together so um it's possible maybe he feels some type of way about monty being let go and he wouldn't feel comfortable taking the job i feel like he would if he was going to get a serious offer but i feel like he is someone that you at least look at you at least give a courtesy interview um and then you make your decision from there but I just think that's so rude. I'm. I'm. It's not sorry. rude. It's like it's doing him a service. Here's a anything. courtesy interview. Well, if you, you're welcome. Well, if you you don't approach it like that, if you're the Suns, obviously. Yeah, but you but if you're Kevin Young, you know that's what's happening. Not necessarily. Come on. I mean, I feel like you're you're. It's again. We want a championship ex- uh, and a, an experienced coach with, camp, with championship resume. We do. I'm Kevin Young, who is the next up and coming potential to be that person, mm-hmm. but I am not that person yet. Mm-hmm. But you're going to give me an interview for why? To boost your, I don't know. I to boost your profile, the minute the tweet hits the airwaves, whoa! But you act like nobody. Suns are giving Kevin these, Young an interview. All like, these people that's, across that's the enough. NBA know that Kevin Young is an up and coming coach and will make a good head right, coach one what, day. But what we're saying about finding a coach with championship experience—that is purely coming from us. The Suns have not said anything about we need a coach. Not from with us. Championship it came experience. from reports. It has that hasn't been. Okay. Where's that been reported? I'm just saying. like we're we're assuming that that's what they want because they're firing Monty like they could they could go with an Isaiah Thomas and be like fuck your championship experience I want my guy in there like we don't know what they're gonna do this we're assuming fair. that they want a guy with championship experience so I think you give Kevin Young an interview let that report boost his profile further and if you're not gonna hire him that's fine but his hard work deserves at least a look is what I'm saying okay that's fair I just want I just I'm just over here like Put some respect on Kevin Young's name. Oh, you know? I'm saying, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't go out there and be that's like, what I'm it's saying. a courtesy. That's what I'm saying. I, I called it a courtesy interview because I don't think he'll get the job. But, I know, but everyone is calling it that. Right. I think that's what, but what every, is bothering me right now because I'm like, well, that's this fair. is so messed up. It is. It's so rude. It is messed up. But at the same time, a lot of people You're want... You're not the only ones. I'm no, not I know. mad at you. A lot of people want Nick Nurse. Kevin Young is like maybe a mini Nick Nurse who's in-house already. Like, yeah. That's what Nick, that's how Nick Nurse got to where he is. So I think you have to at least interview him. (laughs) That's fair. All right, listen, I wish Espo was here, but he's not. To do this next ad read for you guys, because this is not going to be the manscaped ad reads that you guys are used to. (laughs) And I apologize up front, but Mm -hmm. who am I 
to try and even come close to what Espo and or Petey hmm. can do around a Manscaped ad read. So I'll just give it to you. It's tough. Straight. Uh, summer is coming and it is time to get your man ready for hot boy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX. They have the best tools for men's grooming, whether he needs to clean up his Austin Powers chest hair, make sure he smells nice, or full body grooming. They've got a ton of great products for you. If uh, your man wears sandals without socks during the summers, you got to make sure his nails are looking pretty decent. Mm -hmm. And you can do that with the Shears 2.0 Nail Kit, also available at Manscaped. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. So do yourself and your man a favor and make sure he's got the right tools for the job. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PHNX at Manscaped. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself and your man a favor. Help him upgrade his self-care. That's all you get. Sorry, guys. Hopefully, Espo can come back and give you something more. That was nice and harmless. I'm here for it. Exactly. <laughs> but that's. But the thing is, is that's not what you want from a Manscaped ad read. Yeah. You want Espo and you want You want harm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, game time. Obviously, we won't be using game time to buy Suns tickets anytime in their near future, but that does not mean that you cannot use game time to fill up your entertainment needs for the summer. We're mm -hmm. talking concerts. You can find great tickets at great prices mm -hmm. for concerts this summer. Um, I don't know if you have come onto the train of Peso Pluma, uh, but he has taken the world by storm. And he's coming to Phoenix. Okay. But he's going to cost a pretty penny to get into. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because it's already like, I a lot of my friends are buying tickets and they're like, we spent so much money mm. to go see Peso Pluma. But on game time right now, the cheapest tickets you can get are $269. Now, listen, I know that's a steep price, mm. but it's probably better than anywhere else you're going to find tickets to okay. his concert yeah. this upcoming July. So if you're looking to get your hands on tickets... This summer, make sure you snag tickets without the stress by using GameTime. And if you download the GameTime app and create an account and use PHNX when you sign up, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, just create an account, redeem that code PHNX for $20 off. Download GameTime today, last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I actually bought tickets through GameTime recently twice actually i bought tickets to go to the game seven of the avalanche and yeah yeah, yeah. You whatever and Kellen, the hell right? they were playing yeah kellen and i went to go see that um they were significantly cheaper through there and we used the discount so that was great nice. uh, and then i also got tickets for like yellow card and mayday parade in july so that's going to be a lot of fun like yellow card broke up recently and then they got back together for one last tour or some shit so and you're like i need to be there i have i haven't seen I them live i need to go back to 2003 real quick and relive <laughs> that so 20 years later i'm gonna do it it's great i mean you're not wrong and like mm -hmm. listen it's the summertime you want to be indoors mm -hmm. so going to see concerts is probably one of the best options mm -hmm. you could also use it to get d-backs tickets if you wanted to too yeah That's they're a wagon summertime the d-backs are good yeah. you should go now or a wagon Close the roof. That's Sources say. <laughs> Sources say. Sources say close right. the roof. We're a wagon. Before <laughs> I make us go into our final topic, let's read some super chats. Sure. Jacob, what you got for us here on the super chat front? 
Okay, uh, Chris C., this is a light one. Mm -hmm. Gerald, what are your thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom so far? I'm so this glad we got Zelda to this. Yes, right? yes, it is. I'm it's really the happy newest for Zelda. You. I'm so, I would be happier for me if they hadn't fired Monty on Saturday when that was supposed to be like my day off to just dive in. <laughs> uh, so I haven't gotten to play it as much as I would like, Chris. Um, but it's fantastic from what I've played so far. Apparently, it's like twice as big as Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild is like the greatest game of all time. So I'm very excited to dive into it more once things slow down. Uh, I'm currently trying to move into a house as well. So maybe in June, I'll be able to answer that question. Gerald's got me. a lot of stuff going on. We're, we're busy around these parts, but it's fine. Gerald's doing the most right it's, now. It's good busy. All right, we got a super chat from Frank. Frank said, I heard a rumor that the Suns are looking at Harden pickup. Yes. So first off, Frank, we're going to probably dive more into this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So come back for the full discussion around there. Yes. Um, but secondly... This is a topic of contention for the ASU boys. It is. They're like, yes, and no, and maybe. Yeah. And all the other answers that you could think That's of. That's kind of how I feel, too, because he, he had a great season for the Sixers, and he was great in a couple of their playoff games. And then he did normal James Harden things in the playoffs in a couple of their playoff games. So I'm kind of torn on it. I don't know. I think if you put him and Book and KD together, it could be fun. But they could also trade off games where like one is bad and one is really good and one mm -hmm. is good and one is really bad. I don't know. I need time to think about it. Yeah. This, it could be interesting. It could be. And it could be a complete mess. Yes. But I can tell you it would be content. <laughs> it that's would be. for sure. We're going to have lots of content. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Charles, thank you for your super chat. Said outside of a chip, what does success look like? Outside of a chip, uh, what we've had for the last three years, like honestly, mm -hmm. I, like what does success look like? We've had really successful teams. We've had playoff runs. Minus how we've ended the last two seasons. Yeah, absolutely. If you took away game six this year and game seven last year, I would say they were semi-successful seasons. But mm -hmm. because of the period on those seasons, it makes it less successful in my book it does because there's it, still some like, of the most successful seasons ever mounts, though. yeah they are and it adds trauma but what run of greatness that the Suns have had didn't have trauma attached to it like the Nash but it had to be that bad of a trauma it didn't, at least it didn't like if have we had lost in a competitive game it would be like damn that sucks I get that I'm good. I get that but also like we've had our share of traumatic moments we've had the game heard around the world for the people that were around in the 70s we've had the hip check that led yeah. to suspensions which you know a lot of Nuggets fans were up in arms that Jokic shouldn't have even been fined let alone suspended try going back to that playoff series and realizing that your shot at a title was ended because two of your best players were suspended for a critical game five against the eventual champions like that's brutal um I, I just I feel like 10 years from now we're going to be able to look back on this run that they had in these four years with Monty and remember it as the greatest time the greatest era of Suns basketball even with game seven and game six included in that um, and i would say it would also depending this is dependent on what happens in the next handful of years but mm -hmm. that would be the turning point yeah as well oh, that yeah. would be the launching pad for hopefully what is championship level Suns basketball right and the the point now is like we've had our share of success without a title we've had it for 55 years the Suns have historically been one in one of the winningest franchises in NBA history still 0 for 3 in the finals so like yeah. now it's all about how do you get to that championship point and I think you don't fire 
a coach like Monty and you don't trade players like Mikhail and Cam unless you are all in on getting to that point. So yeah. it's a risky move. It could backfire and we could look back and say, man, if they had just kept Mikhail, Monty, uh, Cam, maybe things would have been different if they had just grown together. But this is the all in way to do it. And you can't fault anybody for doing that if they get it right. Yeah, I like what D is saying in the chat, um, two different ones. Success equals not going out sad. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree on that one. Yeah. And then also success equals jock, AKA <laughs> energy, hustle, and heart. Absolutely right. Jock is successful. I'm just saying, like if we had ended the season showing energy, hustle, and heart, if everybody played like campaign played in game six, I wouldn't be so upset about the way that this season came to an end. Yeah. I agree. It's the way in which we lost and got eliminated that was the oh, worst I, part. I totally agree. But yeah. for the question, what does champ what does success look like outside of winning a championship? It's what we've had. The point now is to go and get that last piece. Yeah. All right. Leo, thank you for your super chat. Said many say Warriors Dynasty is over. Bob Myers is a free agent. If he were to come to Phoenix, do you think Steve Kerr would ride along? This would be my sleeper pick. Mm -hmm. I would love if we could get Steve Kerr here. Like if, if you want yeah. to talk about Ty Lue being number one, Nick Nurse being number two, I think Steve Kerr is right alongside. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I, think I don't he, think a lot of people think it'll happen. I think even if Bob Myers team. leaves, I don't think Steve Kerr is going to be like, yeah, this place where I've won four titles, where Steph, Draymond, and Clay are probably going to be back next year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go follow our GM to feed. Like, I don't. I mean, to be I fair, he happening. does have one year left on his deal. They he haven't does. reached an agreement mm -hmm. as far as an extension goes. I do think, though, if I were a guessing person, I would say Steve Kerr hangs around for a little bit longer, as long as the Warriors will have him, mm -hmm. and then retires when Steph retires. And yeah. or calls it a day after this next season if they can't come to an agreement. And it's just like, I'm going to hang out mm -hmm. and chill. Yeah. Maybe join a couple television shows every now and then. Yeah. And share my two cents. Uh, we did just receive word from Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh boy. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks have received permission to interview Phoenix Suns associate head coach Kevin Young hey for the franchise's coaching job. Young is also a candidate with Toronto and is expected to interview with the Suns for the new opening there. Okay. So Kevin Young racking up those interviews, whether they're courtesy or not. We are we're happy for him because he's a good dude. He's the closest assistant coach to Devin Booker and he deserves an opportunity somewhere. So mm -hmm. I'm glad he's getting interviews from all three of the top places that have vacancies right now, including the Suns. I mean, it would be cool to see him leading a team. It would. It would be. Right. It'd be the same way that you kind of felt about Willie Green, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're kind of bummed mm -hmm. at losing somebody who could be really valuable and is very valuable to your organization, but you're excited for them in their future. Yeah. And I'm glad the Suns are giving him an interview. Mm -hmm. That's good for him. A oh, fine, Gerald. I'll get on board with it. <laughs> All right. To close out the show, uh, we're just going to have a few chuckles here, even though I'm fully on board with this one. So last week, I believe, we got a tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski saying, 15-year NBA veteran and ESPN analyst J.J. Redick has interviewed for the Toronto Raptors coaching job. Look at that face. ESPN. <laughs> That smolder. Redick was part of a first round of candidates to meet with franchise leadership. JJ Redick, come on down. I, I mean, 
Look at that face. How can you say no to How that face? How can you say no to that face? What a confident and good-looking man. Um, <laughs> no, I don't like it would be great for content. I don't know if JJ Redick would actually make for a good coach because we see a lot of a lot of former players who maybe jump into the, a head coaching position too soon where they're like maybe too close in age to some of these guys. Mm-hmm. They played with some of these guys. So that can make for an uncomfortable dynamic when you're having to bench a guy like that or discipline them or whatever tell them what to do um i i think he knows the game he obviously knows the game he's very smart if you listen to any of his content but uh i don't i don't know if he has the disposition to be a coach it's a lot of these these guys like assistants or people who are going to be first-time head coaches we really don't know what to expect until they get yeah because i mean look at steve nash right right Mm -hmm. like in theory everyone was like oh yeah this could be a really great thing Mm -hmm. didn't work in brooklyn we're not bringing Steve Nash here because why would we do Brooklyn 2.0? No, like, that'd be bad. We? We're already talking about James Harden and right. Kyrie Irving. Like, what are we doing with <laughs> yeah. our lives? No, thank you. Um, I don't know. JJ Redick would be fun. I'm not gonna he lie. would be. It would be great yeah. for content. We could have him on the show and he could break down the Suns play and it would be, be fantastic. So fun. But. Uh, Jay in the chat said, Espo said he would leave PHNX if that happens. Can't have Espo leave. Espo is a liar. <laughs> first and foremost. If JJ Redick were the coach of the Phoenix Suns, Espo would have his butt in uh. one of these seats here at PHNX. Mm. Hooting and hollering about J.J. Redick being the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Don't believe a thing Espo tells you. Just straight into the camera. (laughs) Espo's a liar. (laughs) Uh, Miss you, Espo. (laughs) We do. See, now I'm like throwing cheap shots at Espo through the screen because I miss Espo. It's been a long time since I've been able to throw a little shade at him. Yeah. Um, But no, Espo would stick around, trust me, I promise. (laughs) But J.J. Redick would would be fun. At it would the very be fun. Least. It would be fun. I don't know how it would go in I terms don't know of success. How it would go either. But it would be an experience for sure. Yeah. Better than Isaiah it. Thomas. Yeah, I'll take that for sure. Yeah. I'm not mad at it, but we'll find out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this Monday afternoon. We hope the rest of your day goes well. Don't forget, we will be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. And just putting this out there as kind of like a disclaimer for everyone to sort of plan ahead this entire off season, mm-hmm. Monday through fi- Friday. We'll have shows at 3 p.m. for mm. you guys. And it seems like it's going to be a very, very, very busy off season. If we thought last year was chaotic with all the KD drama, this year is going to be even more chaotic. So make sure you tune in. We've got you all the specific Suns coverage that your heart could desire all off season long. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore Suns. You can follow me at lindusmithazy. Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Go read my new girth words. I'm tired and they're worth reading. Oh, anyway. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the chat. Get involved. Rhyme say it's.